This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. The saying that perception is reality is a phrase that I have detested for a very long time. Not that I don't think it's true, but I I fought against it because I've wanted to believe in the objectivity of the world, of my circumstances, and of uh, all of my uh, surroundings and encounters and interactions in the world. And to me, uh, I had this feeling, this sensation that uh, those things were somewhat cheapened by saying, well, perception is reality. So if someone perceived me a particular way, but I wasn't really that way, it seemed to validate that falsehood. So this is why I've pushed back against this, this phrase or this idea in the past. Now I'm at a place in my life where I understand it more fully than I ever have, and it still unsettles me. It still unnerves me. I don't readily accept it. And yet, it's so true on so many levels. There is so much perception in regard to everything that we believe and feel and experience. And the crazy thing is that we produce incredible suffering for ourselves out of our own uh, perceptions. It's not that these outside circumstances force us to suffer, but it is that our interpretation of the things that are happening creates suffering for us, right? So, there are a million different examples I could give. I'll I'll do my best to stay away from all of them and to simply talk about the subject matter because I, I I think you could give a million examples and a person who's ready to receive it would receive it and a person who wasn't still wouldn't. But the reality, I think, is that everything we perceive, it's all being processed by our mind. There's nothing that I can think of which is objectively perceived. Everything is subjectively perceived. Everything is interpreted by our minds. Everything is put through this process of our mental awareness, and it's processed by our five senses. There's no information that I can think of that is given to us without that sort of processing. And so as a result, because everything we get is processed, there is a manner in which it is processed. And that process alters it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the very weird thing in the quantum world, where when we begin to observe certain particles like electrons, we actually change those electrons merely by observing them. Right? So just our observation of them changes them. So how do we know what they were like before we observed them? Well, you know, that's, that's the problem, right? And in the same way, how do we know what the world is actually like apart from our processing? I would submit that we can't know. We can only speculate. And all of our speculation is put through that same processing. This was the whole problem and, you know, forgive me if you're not into philosophy as I wax philosophic here, Um, but this was the whole problem with Rene Descartes' I think, therefore I am, um, you know, declaration or, or assertion 
that sounds very good um, to say, I think, therefore I am. And, you know, I suppose that has stood the test of time more than pretty much anything else that Descartes wrote. But how do you know that you're not being deceived in some way through your processing and perhaps by an outside force as Descartes pondered some sort of evil genius as he talked about in his uh, meditations. And so, you know, how do you know that you're not a victim of your own processing or that there's some sort of outside source of, of processing that's going on that is completely beyond your control? You know, again, we could talk about this, and some people will find this sort of conversation uh, invigorating. I know I certainly do, and I know there are others who they hear this, and you know, many of them have already turned off the podcast because they're like, what's the point? Why should I even think about these things? And I think the point is this. Realizing that everything we do is processed helps us to better understand ourselves and other people. Because if everything that we're perceiving is processed, we know that we're not, uh, we're not moving from ourselves to objective truth in one jump. But the objective world that we experience and other people in the world, assuming that they are in fact objective minds, real true minds like our own outside ourselves, and not just a projection, Assuming that that's the case, as I do, by the way, um, believing there to be an objective world out there, you can't touch that world, so to speak, directly. You can only touch the world through your own processing, which acts sort of like, uh, sort of like one of those funhouse mirrors, right? And so, you know, we cannot see ourselves directly. So we rely on cameras or we rely on mirrors to see ourselves, right? You can't extract your eyeballs and turn them around and take a look at yourself, right? So we rely on reflections of ourselves in order to see ourselves. Are those reflections valid? Are those reflections very close to what we actually are? In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. In the case of a funhouse mirror, when you, you know, see yourself, those funhouse mirrors are warped and distorted so that you see yourself in a number of funny, different ways. And in the same way, I would argue, because we're not touching reality directly, we're always going through some sort of processing and we're merely observing a reflection. We are merely uh, getting a, a, a processed version of what's really out there. If our processing is very close, uh, very, maybe we should say reliable in terms of what truly is, then we have a good understanding of the way the world really is. But here's the question. How can you ever begin to test your own processing to see how distorted it is or isn't if you have to go through that very processing to get there? So this is what I'm really driving at here today. And if you've, uh, you know, stuck with me here, I, I appreciate that because I do feel like there are others who maybe have bailed already. But I think there's a powerful point here, okay? If we're looking to live our next level lives, we have to understand that there is a level of distortion or a possible level of distortion to the way that we view everything about the world. 
And if other minds exist out there, right, as I believe they do, they would have their own processing distortion, so to speak, and they would be, in a way, they would be um, held... Uh, held back from touching reality in the same way that we are are hindered. That's the word I was looking for. Hindered from you know touching reality um, as we are hindered from really knowing reality itself. So what I think this brings for me, and what I would submit to you, is I think this then brings a required level of humility, of humbleness. In that we, you know, we we can't break down our own processing. So we need to be honest about the fact that uh, this processing seems to be there. Of course, one could argue that the processing isn't there and that my perception of this processing is nothing more than my, you know, caused by my processing itself, right? So you get sort of in some of these loops here where people start you know, not liking, not liking the the conversation, not liking this thought process because it's very unnerving and it's very unsettling. And, and I completely see that and agree with that. But I, I think it's worth exploring, as I said, for that, that level of humbleness that it brings, that we recognize, you know, people who seem to Uh, be experiencing the world in ways vastly different from how we're experiencing the world. We're all too quick to say they've got it wrong. They've got it twisted, right? And we're typically, most people are very slow to turn inward and to say, I suffer from this same problem. I suffer from distortions in my thinking as well. I suffer from... Um, the limitations of being human, and uh, and I suffer from the um, what's the word? The um, wow, I totally lost the word. Um, it, it's it's like a distortion. It's uh, a, not quite a prejudice, but um, a bias. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> I thanks for hanging in there with me while it took a while. We all have biases, you know, all of us. We, we have, you know, biased opinions and beliefs. Everything is biased. So there's no such thing as you know, a person who's completely unbiased. And that's true for us as much as it's true for other people because of this sort of distortion that does not enable us to touch the world directly. So I hope you did find today's podcast invigorating and, you know, something worth thinking about. And I hope that it it leads to a certain level of humbleness because I know I've uh, been interacting with um, some people lately that I've had this tendency. uh, Inwardly, I've wanted to write them off as just people who are not seeing the world as it truly is. But the moment I do that, I deny the fact that I'm not seeing the world the way that it truly is either. None of us are. I'm only able to see the world, um, you know, through that sort of funhouse mirror. And again, to discern whether that funhouse mirror is distorted, how much it's distorted, in what way it's distorted, I must go through the funhouse mirror yet again, which uh, is is quite the challenge, um, I would submit. And so, uh, as always, you know, this podcast 
is dedicated to you and to your success. Hey, thanks for listening today. I hope I didn't put your your, your brain into too much of a twist. Some of you might right now, you feel like your brain's a pretzel as we bent around and went some pretty weird places today. But I appreciate you sticking with me. I hope that if you enjoy this sort of thought-provoking content... Um, and that you'll subscribe to the Dude Fuel podcast and and share us with somebody that you know, love, care about. Uh, I'm Cody Ray Miller. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. <laughs>